Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Bridgewater is a production of iHeartRadio, 3D Audio, and Grim and Mild from Aaron Mankey. For full exposure, listen with headphones. Listener discretion advised. Who is that? Uh, it's uh, Dr. Edwards, vet over in Rehoboth. Why is a vet calling you? There's been an attack. What kind of attack? A farmer over there, he's got a dozen or so cows on his property and woke up this morning to find them all... Uh... Eviscerated. Yeah. Just like the last time. Yeah. Nana, you don't have any pets. I mean, you've never had any pets. Why is this guy calling you? Dr. Edwards, wait. He's still alive? How is that No, 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 it's his son. He took over his practice a while ago. I told him to call me if he ever saw anything uh, strange and... Uh... He saw something strange. Yeah. We should probably head over there. Oakley Farms, he said. So... Uh... Vippin, Olivia, you two should uh, stay here. Get yourselves cleaned up. Wait, oh, now but... hold on. No, no, both of you look like you've been through the ringer. No shit. We were attacked by a giant dog three hours ago, and I just found out I have a grandfather who's suddenly back from the dead, so I think I look pretty good considering. Whoa, whoa. Back up. Giant dog? That's what we were trying to tell you before. When we were attacked leaving the woods, it, it, it attacked us. Jeremy, it was... It was real. Yeah. I swear it was real. I believe you. I'm sorry. I I didn't before. No, I get it. I I barely believe it now myself. I wonder I wonder if the dog is what attacked the cows and the horses from last year. Last year? I, I don't remember finding anything about animal attacks from last year. He means 1979. That's going to take some getting used to. Yeah, well, we all have to adjust, so. Oh yeah. How are we supposed to do that, Nana? You've had, what, 40 years? 40 years during which you could have told any of us the truth. But you know what? Just don't. Okay, I'm going to go home and try to forget that monsters are real, apparently, and that everything I thought I knew about my family is wrong. Oh, Olivia, please, just what? Shit. I, I, I need to deal with this. Of course. Go. But we need to go to Oakley Farms, see what happened before the evidence decays more. Hey, who cares? It's It's just a couple of cows. It's hardly more important than this. It's just a couple of cows for now. If it's the same dog that attacked us in Freetown, it already made its way through Rehoboth. Who knows where it could be by now? It could do a lot of damage very quickly. Are we never going to get a fucking break? I think we should go check it out. If it's really the same dog, we know it doesn't just attack other animals. And if it's not, then we've got more than one monster on our hands.
Hey, there you are. Liv, I'm gonna leave in a second, okay? I just, ugh, I needed to catch my breath or something. I'm already fucking exhausted, and I really don't want to crash my car. Why don't you come inside and we... Is it really him? Is it really him? Is that man really Thomas Bradshaw? It's him. How? How? Well, we're still trying to figure that out. He was uh, trapped in some kind of in-between place. In-between what? This world. And another one. Oh, come on. I'm serious, Liv. <laughs> you know, when Vipin and I were driving over here, I kept talking about how all the stories you told me were real. That I, I couldn't believe it. And, and you were never lying to me with any of that stuff. I never had any solid proof until now. Just a feeling. But, but you were always honest with me about that feeling. About, about there being something dangerous out there. I wanted to keep you safe. Then why lie about him? I didn't. If you knew he was still alive. I didn't. I swear I didn't. But I hoped. I... But that's all it ever was until yesterday. You, you knew he was my grandfather. <laughs> I mean, unless, of course, you had a very active dating life in 1980. Liv. I'm assuming you knew. I knew. <laughs> I knew. We were. We were together for over a year by the time I found out I was pregnant. Nana, wasn't he married? <laughs> Yeah, he was. But it had been rocky for a while. And when we found out about the baby, he told his wife. And they were getting divorced, and we were going to be a family. And then he went missing? So so what? You decided just to act like he never existed? Like, like Mom just came out of nowhere? And you always told her, and us, that he was dead. I thought he was. I thought he was. But why keep his identity a secret? He wasn't just some guy. He, he was someone you loved. Someone who had a son. That's why. That's why, Olivia. Jeremy is why I kept it a secret. It was a big case. Thomas going missing. A huge local news story. They talked about it for months and months, and the circumstances around it brought all kinds of folks from around the country to report on it or do their amateur investigations, and well, it, uh, you know, it put a lot of attention on the Bradshaws and, uh, you know, the wife and son who got left behind. And uh, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't let Thomas's name get dragged through the mud. And I couldn't bring that chaos into your mom's life when she was just a baby, so... I just told everybody it was an old flame in Boston who I'd reconnected with. And if I had been honest about it, it would have become part of the story and we would have had to leave Bridgewater entirely and find any kind of peace and, uh... And you'd never leave, Right? Not until you found out what really happened. Yeah. So, so what did really happen? He just got, like, Captain America frozen in time? Who's that? Oh, God, Nana, see a movie for once in your life. I mean, he, he looks like he's 30. Yeah. Yeah, a uh, time. 
It passed differently wherever he was, and the truth is we don't really understand that place yet. But uh, Celeste and the Gathering, they had a better idea, some kind of doorway or like a pass-through to the other side, and then the children of Tituba wanted to open it. But Celeste and her people, they were trying to keep it closed. Keep it closed and, 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 and trap Thomas. Mm-mm. No, no, no. I, I think Celeste was trying to get him out and close whatever gate he had come through. We think that dog came in the same way. Oh, okay. So, okay, okay, okay. Let me get this straight. Your old boyfriend w- was pushed into a paranormal waiting room for some other side by a bunch of goth hippies and and then pulled out of that place with a giant black dog that, that might be going around eviscerating cows. Pretty much. Though, based on what happened to Vipin, the dog may have been here first. How? Why? Well, because uh, the veil is getting thinner. That's what Celeste said. Which means... I think it means whatever wall has been protecting us from what's on the other side might not be standing anymore. Uh, are we sure this is right? Ann said the east edge of the property, and it looks like the fence line is down in that field. Are you sure you're okay? I'm fine, I think. Um, are you okay? Um, I don't know. Okay is a kind of relative term at this particular juncture. Yeah. So you said, um, something like this has happened before? Over at Shiner Farms. One side of their property ran along Freetown Forest, and a few horses were... Torn into... Yeah. Right? I remember Ann telling me about that. It was 79, you said. Honestly, I'm not sure. It could have been this year... Uh, 1980, it was hot uh, when we went from the farm. I know that much. August 2nd, 1980. How did you know? I think I remember reading that file. Uh, one of several animal mutilations that happened that summer and fall. Jeremy, you've got yourself quite a partner here. That I do. Oh, we never actually got to the introduction part of oh, things. Oh, shit, I'm uh, sorry. Vipin Karana, Jeremy's TA. <laughs> Thomas Bradshaw, Jeremy's dad. Yeah. It's, uh, good to meet you. Pippin's been helping me out with this book that I've been writing, and he is also an encyclopedia of weird Bridgewater happenings. You're writing a book? I, uh, yeah. Excuse me, can I help you? Uh, are you Dr. Edwards? I am. I, I'm a friend of Ann Becker's. She, um, had to take care of some other business, but she oh, wanted me to yes, come. yes, yes, I see. Come on over, come on over. Um, yep, just just hop right over. There's not a break in the fence for another half mile. Okay. <clears throat> not bad for an old man. Hopped a lot of fences in my day. Yeah? Is that part of your job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that story's for another time. Ah. Shit, are you okay, Vipin? Yep, yep, I'm fine. What did you say your name was? I'm uh, Jeremy Bradshaw. This is my assistant, Vipin, and this is uh, my uh, friend, Tom. Uh, Anne really sent the cavalry, huh? <laughs> well, she said things sounded pretty serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, take a look yourself. Uh, Randall came out this morning to check on his stock and found this. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Jesus, God. Jesus. You think the smell is bad now? I gotta figure out how to get these guys out of here before the noon sun hits or things are gonna get really ugly. 
Do you know when this happened? Based on the level of rigor mortis, I would guess six or so hours ago. But uh, that would mean, are, are you sure it wasn't more recently, maybe in the last hour or two? Mm, that's pretty unlikely. Um, definitely would have to be at least four hours ago. Why? Um, we heard about another potential attack last night, uh, a little after that, and thought maybe maybe it was the same animal. Oh, yeah. Did you get a look at what it was? No. Ugh, shame. I, I'd really like to know what could have done this. What exactly is the nature of the wounds? Well, um, yeah, come over here. Uh, it seems the first and fatal injury happened here along the neck. That normally when a predator attacks like that, we'd see teeth marks all around the animal biting down on its prey's throat. <clears throat> and, and do you think that there's something out there with a, a jaw big enough to, to get around a cow's neck? No. See, that's what's strange. This laceration isn't from teeth, so look at it. It's clean and long, almost a decapitation, which makes me think, okay, it's a person. Some sort of sicko who's going around trying to chop the heads off of cows. <laughs> a person did this. See, no, again, there's this big cut here, but then if you look closely, there's four more lines running alongside it. One cut on one side of the main laceration and three on the other. So. I thought maybe somebody has a very sharp, very uneven pitchfork or some kind of, I don't know, pentadent. Uh, but, you know, that feels unlikely. Especially when you consider the rest of the corpses. Yeah, and um, and mentioned evisceration. Yep, and uh, you're looking at it now. Uh, so, you know, I've seen a lot of this kind of stuff in my day. Wolves getting at dogs or house cats. Hell, even foxes can do a number on a rabbit. But this, this is something else. Those are those ribs? Uh-huh. Cracked like a walnut. This is where we do see some teeth marks. Something bit into the torsos of the cows and had themselves quite the midnight snack. Wait, it ate the ribs? No, I don't think that was the goal, but it broke the rib cage to get to the heart and lungs, you see? Eaten all the way to the trachea, right? The lugs are just gone. And the hearts? Took a big chunk out of two of them. The other two are completely gone. So... What does any of this mean? Well, if I was going by the evidence alone, I'd say some kind of predator with five claws sharp enough to make those cuts on the neck, a strong jaw with sharp canines, and an appetite for bovine insides. Is there, uh, is there any evidence of um, more teeth than you'd expect? How do you mean? Uh, well, if you had to guess what kind of like teeth pattern you're looking at. Honestly? I did a residency at the Maryland Zoo for a year, and if it wasn't for the size of it, this would look pretty similar to a chimpanzee's jaw. Certainly comparable in strength. Why? What, 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 what were you expecting? Uh, um, doctor, do you mind? Uh, would it be okay if I took some photos uh, so we can show Anne? Yeah, go for it. Long as you don't sell them to the paper or anything. I know Randall won't mind. He just wants to know what happened to his cows. Speaking of which, I should go up to the house and tell him what I've got so far. Poor man couldn't stand to look at them very long. Thank you for your time, Dr. Edwards. Sure, sure. Uh, just call the office if you got any more questions or some answers of your own. I'll let you know if I'm able to find anything else. Thank you. Uh, thank you. This is very good of you. Um, look, I don't know what interest Ann Becker has in livestock killings, but if this really is a person, I would certainly feel better knowing someone's looking into it. If someone did this, we'll find them. Are you a cop, too? 
Uh, I'm a private investigator. Ann and I work together a lot. Oh. Well, take your time here. I'll be back after I talk to Randall to clear the bodies out. How similar is this to what happened to the horses? Pretty similar. I don't remember all the specifics. Feels like it was two months ago. And also... 40 years ago? Yeah, but I won't forget what those horses look like anytime soon. I'm sorry, Vipin, what is that? Is that another one of those phones you were telling me about, Jeremy? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, it's a smartphone. Uh, you didn't have those, did you? Smartphones? Uh, yeah, it can make calls, but honestly, people don't really use them for that anymore. You can send messages, go online, you can find someone to marry on Take it. Take photos. That little thing is a camera. Mm-hmm. It, it has a camera, yeah, and it can take video, too. How on earth? Vipin, why did you ask about the teeth? Oh, um, the dog, it, it had three rows of teeth that we could see, at least. We were kind of in a hurry. Maybe you should go home, Vip, and you have had a long night. No, I want to be helpful. You are, you are. It doesn't mean you can't take care of yourself. Okay, you're one to talk. Hey, I'm fine. If anything, this is, this is the most normal thing that I've done in days. I'm just researching a bizarre happening in the Bridgewater Triangle. I mean, sure, in this instance, it's not a stoner who thought that they were abducted by aliens or someone driving down the road late at night convinced that they saw a ghost. It's a little tiny bit more substantial than that. Hey, hey, Jeremy. It's looking uh, at a bunch of cows who have had their lungs eaten by something apparently with huge claws and a jaw strong enough to bite through bone. And I am here, sidebar, with my dad, who was dead until 12 hours ago. And he's now looking at a cell phone like it's a fucking flying car, which I guess it sort of is. There aren't flying cars, are there? No, sorry. Welcome to the shittier version of the future where we have climate change and no flying cars, but apparently we have lung-eating monsters. Jeremy. But, 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 silver lining, you can carry a computer in your pocket. So it's not all bad. Oh, uh, well, you know, maybe we should all go home. Oh, no, 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 no. We have to investigate a monster attack, Vipin, because that's what we do now. We are... Bovine murder detectives. Wait, the cows. What about them? No, no, not these ones. The ones in 1940. What? What do you mean the cows in 1940? Alden told me a few weeks before he got lost, his neighbor's cows got torn apart. Now, he was just a kid, of course, so it's not like he saw them, but it was a big deal in the neighborhood. I'd forgotten about that. It feels like he told me so long ago. Wait, who is Alden? A boy who was trapped in the in-between space with my dad. What? He's still trapped, Jeremy with God knows what kind of monsters roaming around in there with him. I thought you said you never actually saw anything in there, just shadows. Yeah, but now he's in there alone. With Celeste dead, I don't know what could happen. We'll figure it out. But what if we're already running out of time? We're looking at two potential monsters now, and it's only been eight or so hours since the veil opened and I came out. What if he's already dead? We have no reason to believe that. Look, maybe Vipin is right. Maybe we're all a bit... Yeah. You just got back. You should be resting. I'll rest when we have a plan to get Alden. Dad? Uh, uh, Dad? <clears throat> Dad, are you okay? <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm fine. I'm fine. Come on. Let's get away from the smell. No, it's okay. It's clearly not. I can handle some dead animals. I'm not new to this. <sighs> I just haven't had anything to eat in 40 years. Pierogies may have been ambitious. Uh, guys, someone's coming. Oh, shit, it's Haddock. Haddock? Officer Haddock? Captain Haddock now. Oh, good for him. We should get out. Jeremy Bradshaw! Shit, 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 shit. Bradshaw, 
Okay, uh, Dad, you need to get out of here. I told you I'm fine. He might recognize you. But hey, Bevan, take my car. Get get back to Anne's. I'll meet you there. Okay. Jeremy. Dad, we cannot explain this. Not right now. Bevan. Yeah, no, I'll take care of him. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I really appreciate you staying to help out, Liv. I don't know what's happening or where any of this is going to lead, but this kid that Thomas was with, he seems to be really important to him. Well, I found him. You did? Yeah, wasn't that hard, honestly. There are only so many missing kid stories from 1940, and obviously it was a pretty big deal. So what does it say? Alden, age seven, goes missing one day from his own backyard and is never found again. There's a town-wide search for him for weeks, but nothing. Christ. Yeah. Oh, well, we found Ethan, Olivia. He's okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm happy he's getting out of here. He is? Dad's taking him to his parents, just for a little while. Oh, that's good. It's good. Well, part of me feels like I should go with them. Maybe you should. No, no, no. I am in this now, and, and someone has to stick around to tell Mom about all of this. Oh, Liv, you can't. You can't what? Tell my mom that her dad is alive? Like, I'm not keeping this from her, especially not when she... when any of us could still be in danger. Ethan's safe, but that doesn't mean whatever tried to take him isn't going to try and take someone else. Your mom is not going to get taken. How do you know? There's clearly a pattern here. I I'm looking at it. Wait, you think that's what happened to Alden? Sure seems like it. And Alden wasn't even in the woods, so this could happen to anyone. Was his house near Freetown or... Or... No, he lived in Rehoboth. There's probably woods there, I guess, and probably even more in the 40s, but nothing to the extent of Freetown. And he just vanished from his backyard. No evidence left behind. I mean, the article isn't exactly the same as a police report, but no. There weren't any witnesses except his sister. She didn't see anything. But she heard bells. And when she went outside, her brother was gone. Hmm. How old was she? Ten. So she could have been making this up, but... Why would she? And why bells? 
There was a sound with the floating lights and a hum from Dighton Rock, but I, I, I don't remember hearing any bells. Maybe you couldn't. I mean, maybe it's one of those things only young people can hear. Hmm. Well, Liv, we will tell your mom at some point, but this is all going to be so hard to explain that... Well, it's not going to get any easier the more you wait. And I can't keep this from her. I don't want to. So you have to tell her, like, extremely soon, or I will. Okay. I understand what Wait! What? What's wrong? I remember reading something in Vipin's notebook last night. He's got notes upon notes about every weird thing that's ever happened in Bridgewater and more. And I think I remember something about bells. Well, what was it? I don't know, but his notebook is still in my car. Mr. Bradshaw, I thought that was you. Captain Haddock? What are you doing here? I could ask you the same thing. Dead cows are, uh, hardly urgent police business, are they? Especially not for Captain. <laughs> Randall is the owner, and he's an old friend. He called me in a panic this morning, worried that someone's trying to destroy his livelihood. But it's an animal attack, no? I mean, most likely. Yeah, it almost always is, but like, you know how it is with favors for friends. Yeah, sure. What about you? Are you taking a class outside? Uh, no, no, no. I just, uh, <clears throat> I thought it could be some interesting color for a book that I'm working on about the area. Oh, well, I look forward to reading that. Who are your friends? Um, those are just some colleagues who wanted to come along, but they, mm -hmm. they had to run off to, uh, get to their classes, mm -hmm. which I, uh, should also be doing too, oh. so... Okay. Take care. Mm-hmm. It's weird stuff, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All of this, uh, this animal mutilation business. It's weird. Yeah, it's very strange. I'm surprised Ann Becker's not with you. This seems right up her street. Oh, I guess she's focused on other things. Yeah, must be. I was glad to hear her grandson had been released from the hospital. Yeah, me too. Be careful, Mr. Bradshaw. Excuse me? Becker likes getting tangled up in all this weird stuff. It doesn't mean you have to. It might not be good for a person of your stature. Uh, why are you telling me this? I have seen a lot of good people fall under her spell. And she has polluted the healthy skepticism of more than one officer. Okay. Uh, thank you for your concern. Anytime. Hey, Martin. Randall! I'll be right there. So long, Mr. Bradshaw. Take care now. Take care. Randall, have a couple of questions. Of course, still haven't charged it. Well, I guess I'm walking. Uh, we're almost there. Great. So
So, is it weird being back? No, uh, yeah. Yes. That's definitely one way to describe it. It still f feels not quite real. I know what you mean. I mean, no, obviously I don't. I, I can't imagine what you've been through, what it's like to be lost for 40 years and then come back and everything is smartphones, you know? Yeah. It's good that you had company, at least. Well, no, it, it's not good that a little boy is trapped in there, obviously, but, you know, you weren't alone. That's true, I wasn't alone. Do you have kids, Rip? <laughs> Me? N no, I am 25 years old. That's the age I was when I had Jeremy. Really? Yeah. I guess that makes sense, actually. You still look... I know. Should have expected it. I watched Alden's Day 7 for... Well, for a, a long time. I'm sorry. That must have been really hard. I guess stuff just kind of becomes normal after a while. Humans can be capable of enormous amounts of adaptation. Did Alden adapt? I mean, to be that young? It's almost all he's ever known. He doesn't remember much from his disappearance, just that he was standing in his backyard and the next moment he was in the in-between. Did Alden see any lights or hear any voices? No. Not, not that he remembers. He remembers there being mushrooms in his backyard, which he thought was strange. He'd never seen them before. Mushrooms? Yeah, he didn't eat them. Trust me, that was a theory for a while. Uh, does he remember how they were growing? What? Were the mushrooms in bunches or in a line or... Oh, I think he said in a circle. Oh my god. What? Oh my god, of course. What, what, of course? Uh, we're here, come on. Wait, Vippen! Thomas, you're back, good. We can... Vippen, oh my god, I think I figured something out. Me too. Okay, what's got the kids all worked up? I could ask you the same thing. Okay, there were bells when the boy in 1940 went missing. Bells. Wait, what? Yeah, his sister heard bells. And I looked in your notebook and, well, I'm not sure I totally get it all, but it's... it's the Fey Realm. Yes! How? There was a circle of mushrooms in his backyard. That's what the boy... That, that's what Alden saw. And that's another sign. Yeah! So that's what we're dealing with, the Fey Realm. Like, like the actual Fey Realm? I think so. Whoa. Can someone please explain to me what the hell you two are talking about? The fairy realm, the fairy realm, the other world, whatever you want to call it. It's another world, a magical, supernatural one, separate from ours, but accessible through portals like fairy rings. Like circles of mushrooms. Right. Yes. <laughs> Though if it really is real, I guess that begs the question of if the fairy rings are wormholes, is the fairy realm another dimension? Time and space is said to be weird in the other world. That's all controlled by the fae court, and they're very capricious. Mm. But that still doesn't explain how the rings Vivin. can be... Vivin. Focus up, kid. Right. Yeah. Oh, focus. It is where the fairies live, basically. And a whole other host of supernatural creatures. Jeremy really is the one who... Wait. Where is Jeremy? Hey, wait! Wait up! Hey! Hey! Ah! Shit! Bad luck, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, life is really just, um, 
just one fucking thing after another. Sorry, I would have held it for you if I had seen you. <laughs> no, that's all right. It's just, it's been one of those mornings, um, or weeks, months, really. Sorry, sorry. My weird day is not your problem. <laughs> did you just come from Oakley Farm? Yeah, I did. That's where I'm headed. Really? Yeah. Did you, oh, did you see it? See what? The cows. How do you know about the cows? Oh, I'm being so weird. <laughs> I'm a legend tripper, too. It's nice to meet you. I... <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm, I'm actually a professor. Oh. Oh, gosh. I'm... I just assumed... That, no, that's fine. Uh, you are a, a legend tripper? You've heard of the Bridgewater Triangle? Of course, yeah. I, that's what I teach. Oh, so a... You're a cool professor. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I don't need to explain why animal eviscerations are interesting, especially here. No, you don't. So your legend tripping involves going to look at dead farm animals? I know it sounds a little deranged, but anything's a clue. You never know what's part of the weird Bridgewater Triangle stuff. So are you a ghost hunter? I wouldn't say that exactly. I'm not sure I believe in ghosts. So what then do you think is going around killing livestock? Is it some vengeful spirit or... Look, uh, well, I'm still at the discovery stage. What about you? I teach a folklore class and I'm writing a book on the triangle. So this all just makes very interesting fodder. You know, that didn't answer my question though. It didn't? <laughs> do you believe in this stuff? Hmm, I think I'm still at the discovery stage, too. Hmm. Well, if you ever want someone to discover things with, you should look us up. Paranormal Seekers is the name of the forum. Oh, yeah. I, I'm familiar. You are? Yep. Uh, you know, if, if there's a, a website out there that talks about cryptozoology, then I've been on it. Sounds like you might not hold the highest opinion of us. In my experience... Those kinds of places are often where urban legends start, which is interesting in its own way. The stories that people make up and share can tell us a lot about the role of folklore and socialization, but it's, you know, it's just, it's hardly reliable historical text. Wow. You really are a professor, huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you shouldn't write it off entirely. There's been a lot of posting from Bridgewater people recently. I mean, apparently something's been happening here. Yeah. Have, have you experienced anything? I just got here. But a bunch of us from the forum have made the pilgrimage over the last few weeks. So you traveled here for this? There's been a rash of sightings. Seemed worth looking into. Hey, you should give the forum another try. I get why you'd want to write those kind of people off, but they can be a good source of information. Definitely more forthcoming than The Gathering. You know about The Gathering. The Paranormal Seekers are a pretty well-informed group. How do you think I found out about the cows? Uh, I I don't know. How, how did you? <sighs> I don't know. I should... uh, okay, fine. I'm just going to tell you. The receptionist at the vet's office is a frequent poster. Lots of folks in Bridgewater keep their eyes and ears open for anything strange. And some of them don't even make this stuff up. Wow, it sounds like I need to find those people then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do, but don't take too long. Who knows how much time we've got, right? Yeah. Hey, looks like your ride is here. Next stop, 
Um, hey, uh, wait. Uh, sh- kid, uh, w- uh, w- one second. There's gonna be an in-person meetup soon? Check it out. Okay, I, I will. Um, so nice to meet you. You too, Jeremy. This episode of Bridgewater was written by Lauren Shippen and directed by Brendan Patrick Hughes. Assistant director, Sarah Klein. Sound design by Vincent Dejani, Rima Elkayali, Josh Thane, and Trevor Young. With music by Chad Lawson. Starring Misha Collins as Jeremy Bradshaw, Melissa Ponzio as Ann Becker, Alan Tudyk as Thomas Bradshaw, Karin Sony as Vipin Karana, Sabra May as Olivia Hoskins, Cheryl Umania as Officer Bautista, Will Wheaton as Captain Haddock, Trisha Helfer as the Legend Tripper, Stephen Guarino as Dr. Edwards, Nandumisu Dembe as Peyton Blake, Hilary Burton Morgan as Shelley Hoskins, Nikki McCauley as Celeste, and Victoria Grace as Katie Franks. With additional voice acting by Greta Gould, Shelby Young, Adam O'Byrne, Monty Markham, Charlie Bergman, and Taryn Westbrook. Executive producers Aaron Mankey, Misha Collins, Lauren Shippen, Matt Frederick, and Alexander Williams. Supervising producers Josh Thane and Trevor Young. Bridgewater was created by me, Aaron Mankey, and is a production of Grim and Mild and iHeart3D Audio. Learn more about the show over at grimandmild.com slash Bridgewater and find more podcasts from iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And as always, thanks for listening. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.